Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's the bear of bad news, Key, but I had to just give it to you straight here. It's a football Friday at Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Key made it to the studio safely again here on a Friday. It's Absolutely. all good. It is all good. It's interesting when you think about this week again in the NFL. It's just a week unlike any other. You got two games on Monday and another game on Tuesday. That's the way it's going to be in 2020. But we have our eyes locked in a couple games on Sunday. We're asking this morning on the Twitter Nation, who needs a win more this weekend? Think about this. The Browns, they have the Titans, or the Cardinals, who have the Rams. We're going to dig into both teams here in just a second. 77% of you have said Cleveland at Sandbell09 just hit us up on the Twitter feed and said, quote, definitely Browns. The Cardinals are ahead of schedule and a year Mm -hmm. away from real contention. I wholeheartedly endorse that for sure. They were playing the long game with an inexperienced coach and an unconventional quarterback, and they are certainly in a good spot. Okay, fellas, here you go. Let me just size up the two teams, and then you guys give me your thoughts. When you look at it, Cleveland lost week one to Baltimore 38-6. Everybody's like, same old Browns. And then the Cardinals in week three, after a nice start, lost to the Lions. Lions! And lost to the Panthers in back-to-back weeks. Everybody said, all right, same old Cardinals as well. But they both rebounded in a very nice way. Who needs it more this weekend? I I, I think it's the Browns, and, and I'll stick with that because when you look at where the Browns are trying to go, right, it, 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 they're, they're there they're trying to make it to the playoffs for the first time in like ever, forever. Oh, two. Oh, yeah, but like forever. Right. Longest 2002, playoff drought longest drought. Haven't won 10 games since 07 or something like that. So mm-hmm. when you look at it, this is the type of game that they've got to have in terms of a signature win. The Cardinals, on the other hand, they, they want to make it to the playoffs, but they're not there yet. They got a they got a long ways to go. And I continue to say this all year long, and people thought I was halfway crazy. But I think some are starting to come back around as they're taking a look at it. And look, it's one of those deals. They both would love to win, but I think the Browns need it more. Well, I think the Cardinals are exceeding expectations. I mean, granted, with the Lions, the Panthers lost back-to-back. But still, the way Kyle Murray has played, I think they've had a tremendous year thus far. And I think they'll continue to improve. But I, we never thought that the Cardinals were actually going to win a division. I mean, what has been the narrative with the Browns over the last couple of years? That they've been absolutely loaded with talent. And now you're telling me that OBJ has been out this year, Nick Chubb has been hurt, and they have an 8-3 record. Nick Chubb comes back, they play extremely well. I think the ceiling for the Browns is something that we're all waiting to see. And also people are waiting to see if the Browns brown this game. <laughs> right? Like, it's one of those things where, all right, we're talking them up. This is a big boy opportunity chance for them to get a win against a Titans team that we feel like we know who the Titans are. But we're still waiting to see if the Browns can reach that peak potential. And I'm curious. And I think that comes from Baker Mayfield. I know that Kevin Stefanski, the game isn't built around him throwing the ball. But if they get down in this game, I would love to see Baker Mayfield win a game for them using his arm like I saw him do against the Bengals. 17 years, man. 2002. Mm-hmm. Browns haven't been in the playoffs. Longest in the league, as I mentioned. Cardinals have been in the playoffs. They, it, it, it's they need it. They were on the brink of the Super Bowl like five years ago exactly. when they lost to Cayman Company. If the Browns, for some reason, don't make the playoffs, it's going to get ugly in Cleveland. Those people in Cleveland are going to go crazy. They're going to go crazy. The, of, the mere thought of me probably saying that and them listening, they're probably just like, oh, no, don't say don't miss the playoffs. What a jinx. But I'm just trying is. to tell you, it's set up perfectly for this, right? Everybody's talking about the run game coming into this one. Oh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Oh, Derrick Henry, he's a beast, you know. 
But it's going to come down to Baker Mayfield and Ryan Tannehill. Like, who can make more plays? And I think that narrative continues to build as we watch Baker. Hopefully, I want to see him ascend. I want to see him become what we think he could. Maybe he never becomes that key. Maybe he's always going to be a serviceable quarterback that has to manage the game with the run game that Kevin Stefanski wants. I'm just, there's a part of me that wants to see Baker take it to another level. Well, the part of you is caught up. And you caught up in where he was drafted. And you caught up in the commercials. And you caught up in the wide-open offense at Oklahoma. I'm caught up in getting the Ws. That's the, because what has happened, and I said this before, is there's this narrative that's set that you got to do certain things because you're the number one overall pick. No. Win the game, man. However you win it, don't lose it for me. Don't turn the ball over. I don't need him to throw the ball all over the lot. I just need him to do exactly what he's doing to get me to 9-3. and three. I don't want to get caught up in the statistical game with him. Just be that serviceable guy. Don't fumble the snap. Don't get a ball to the other color. That's all I care about. I'm not about. saying I expect him to throw for 400 yards. I'm just saying that sometimes when the running game gets hindered, can Baker Mayfield make plays? Like, that's, don't, but that's not to be a one-dimensional team. I understand. He's been, he's been making plays. He's been making crisp plays to help them win the game. He doesn't need to make 20 of those anymore. He just needs to make four, maybe five. That's it. There's a limit. That's, that's it. And I mean, when I mean plays, I mean third and five, we need you to make that play to keep that drive going. You know, second and 13, I need you to cut that in half to keep the drive going. One thing I would just quickly mention with regards to the Browns, we had Tony Rizzo from our great affiliate in Cleveland on about a week and a half ago, and he says fans are bullish, they're optimistic, but I'm with Jay. There's a fatalistic feel until you actually do it. And by the way, there are many people in the organization that wanted to hire Kevin Stefanski the year they hired Freddie Kitchens. Always for the Browns, a day Mm. and a dollar late. But think about that. They finally did, apparently, get it right. So who needs a win more? Is it Cleveland or is it Arizona? Hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Or if it's easier for you, Key J and Z on Twitter. On the other side, Key, you've got a very interesting point on the Arizona Cardinals. Their losses but it's who their losses came against that is really piquing your interest. Well, you know, I, I obviously I've been sitting around and I was thinking about these things over the last several days about what type of team Arizona really truly is, and they're going up against a Ram team and a Jared Goff uh, turnover machine. Jared Goff has never really had back-to-back stinkers, so I don't expect for him to have one against the Arizona Cardinals. And when you look at uh, Sean McVay, he's 6-0 and lifetime against the Cardinals. So I started looking at those things and – I went all the way back to their schedule, and I said, okay, they lost to Detroit. Okay. Uh, they didn't get blew out. They just lost. But Matt Patricia was the coach, mm-hmm. a defensive-minded coach. Mm-hmm. Then I looked down the line. I said, okay, they beat Matt Rule, offensive-minded coach of Carolina. But then they got to Brian Flores. They lost. He had a nice game, but they still lost to the Dolphins. Defensive-minded head coach, calls the defense. Then I look at Seattle. I say, well, Pete Carroll and them, they put the took him to the woodshed, beat him up pretty good. Then I got down. Well, they split with Seattle. And, but then I look at the Buffalo game prior to the Seattle game, and I said to myself, I go, okay, Buffalo had him under 200 yards throwing. Mm-hmm. If they don't allow him to get on the perimeter to throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins on the Hail Mary and they keep him within the pocket – He's under 200 yards, and they lose that football game. However, they still won it. A win is a win is a win. I'm just looking at how 
Then I say Seattle, Carlos Dunlap, Jamal Adams, those guys are back. They're now rallying the troops and bringing the heat. They take care of business against him. He goes on the road to New England. Bill Belichick, his defense corrals him, keeps him inside where he can't see when he throws the ball. Therefore, it bounces off helmets, it's interceptions. They didn't let him, let him get on the perimeter. Go all the way back to Detroit, and they, when you're a defensive-minded coach or coach in general, you're looking at the best plays against your opponent. Where do you get those from? You get them from the guys that played them previously. And so as you start to look at it, things started changing. It got worse as it went on. And then last week against New England, it got really bad. And so now I'm sitting there, I'm going, okay, he's got to play against the Rams. Now, Rams, is you. the head coach is an offensive-minded coach. The head coach does not touch the defense. He stays in the offensive room, and that is Sean McVay. Because Brandon Staley, who's the defensive coordinator, who has the Rams as a third-ranked defense, according to many in the National Football League from a statistical standpoint, it's like, okay, he's getting ready to go up against a real defense with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Brockers and all these dudes. Did they crack the code? Did it start with Matt? Or did it start with uh, uh, Patricia and end with Bill Belichick? And now the Rams are going to continue it. A ton more with regards to blitzing. That's where the biggest number is with Murray. They weren't blitzing that much earlier in the season, but if you take a look at the percentage of blitzes that DCs have dialed up in the last several weeks, that number is shooting sky high on Kyler Murray. And when you blitz him, as long as you maintain the pocket, you can blitz him and don't let him get out on the outside and you collapse that pocket and make him throw from the pocket, it's hard to see over them seven-footers. Still to come, a mea culpa people around the NFL never thought was coming. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Adam, why did you take over the play calling? I didn't take over. We did this. We've done the same thing the last four games. I'm right now. It's no fun going out there and and getting your beat. We need to get better fast. Are you worried about the message it sends to the rest of the locker room about the rest of the season? I think our locker room is pretty good right now. You know, I I feel like the players are are really the ones trying to find a way to to flip this thing. I mean, they're they're taking the lead on this. It's on me to get him to play better than what he's played. I mean, I haven't done a good enough job. That's Adam Gase all season long jousting with the New York media. The last 10 seconds or though is what everybody is talking about. 
A reminder, Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. We all accidentally damage our phones. It happens. Now, Straight Talk Wireless' new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection, 65 bucks a month. That's all it is for unlimited talk, text, data, and more. Mobile protect terms and conditions at Asurion.com slash Straight Talk. Limitations and exclusions apply. Here's some more Straight Talk from Adam Gase with a big mea culpa about his star cross quarterback. I came here to help him, help him develop his career, and we haven't been able to do that. And, you know, that's why these next – every game is so important. Make a play, is keep trying to help him grow, keep trying to help him, you know, develop and, and see things the way that he needs to see them and, and play the way that I've seen him play in certain games. We need to do things well, you know, around him. But at the same time, it's on me to get him to play better than what he's played. And, you know, right so far I haven't I, – I mean, I haven't done a good enough job. You know, we got to do a better job as a staff. We got to put these guys in the best position possible, and, and then those guys got to go execute. I mean, it's on all of us. I mean, we, we all have to do a better job, and we have to find a way to put the ball in the end zone. Indeed, they do. Bart Scott, former Jet, joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. I want to mention Bart and Han with his partner, Alan Han, debuts January 5th when you turn the calendar in 2021 hey, from New yeah, on ESPN Radio, welcome to the lineup. Welcome to the family. You can hear it on ESPN Radio and at ESPN+. Plus. All right, Bart, uh, good morning. You just heard what Gay said. What are your thoughts that he said, go ahead, put it on me? Yeah, too little, too late because he knows dead man walking. He's walking the mile, going to the old Sparky. He ain't going to talk that no more. That's for sure. Right? So he understands what's going on. He understands that, listen, I mean, it's the most obvious thing in the world that he's out of here. But, you know, it sounds like a concession speech. It sounds like he's finally taking some ownership where he's pointing the thumb and not the finger. And he just pointed out the reason why he's getting out of here because he was brought in here for the development of the quarterback. We don't know if him or the quarterback is going to even continue to be here after this season. And he has to take ownership because he was supposed to be the horse whisperer. He was supposed to be the quarterback guru. I mean, the, the owner called him a, a genius. And if he's a genius, then I'm, um, then I'm Albert Einstein Jr., <laughs> Bart, if you're the Jets, knowing that Adam Gase is on his way out, do you stick with Sam Darnold? You have to. You have to try and elevate his draft, um, you know, the capital for his trade value. Um, you're hoping that maybe somebody gives you a second-round draft pick. And listen, I don't think a Sam Darnold's a, you know, damaged goods. I just think he he needs to have an opportunity where he can be coached. Um, he can be in a great program, surrounded by tremendous talent, and someone who has the ability to develop their offense around his skill set. But that's what I mean, around- Mark. That's what I mean, Bart. Are you, are you doing it long? Are you keeping Sam Darnold long term? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, okay. he's out of here. There's no way that you pick up his fifth-year option. And how crazy is this when you look at um, the draft class that came in and, you know, one of the most promising draft classes ever. We have Lamar Jackson, who's an MVP. We have Josh Allen, who's playing at the top of his game. But you got Baker Mayfield. And you have Lamar Jackson, where you still have question marks about are you going to give them $40 million? Um, and I think Sam Darnold falls right in there. We can't even mention Rosen because we haven't even seen him. He's been in witness protection program. We don't even know what the hell he is. What he I know can, where he's at. Do. I know where he's at, Bart. He's in Tampa. You want to go get him? <laughs> no, no. He good. He can stay out there and go to Six Flags all day, Bush Gardens, whatever, what he was trying to do. But I tell you what, you know, I mean, that's the biggest indictment that Sam seemed to get worse underneath a supposed to be an offensive guru. The best years and some of his best highlights have been under a defensive coach in Ty Bowles. And um, I think that, you know, right now you play and tell Sam, hey, this is your opportunity um, to be able to 
you know, resurrect your career? Because a lot of places that people still believe in, Sam, you think about, you know, the Bears need a quarterback, Jacksonville needs a quarterback. If they don't get somebody, if he can be had for the right price, the Jets can get something in return and, and go to Trevor Lawrence and reset their clock as far as the, 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 the clock on which they have to pay a franchise quarterback. You know, I don't even want to ask you because I was going to ask you, but it seems like to me you, you're moving on from Sam, so there's no need for me to ask you the right. question. I'm going to ask you this one, though. Um, the Giants, though, uh, the New York Giants, how important is it for the Giants to get Daniel Jones back if they plan on winning this NFC East? Or could they somehow uh, get it done with Colt McCoy and then, when he's ready to go, bring him back? I mean, that's a tall order. I mean, you think about what Daniel Jones was able to do. He was not only, you know, facilitating, you know, and matriculating the ball down the field, you know, in the air, but you talk about his his value – you know, for the running game and his ability to have these RPOs and in 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 it's a part of your playbook that really goes dormant if you decide to go with Daniels. And listen, I said, I always said this before, I thought that maybe the, the Washington football team had the, the inside track because of the, the schedule remaining. If the Giants are going to go to the postseason, even though they're going to have a sub 500 record, they're going to earn it. Because, I mean, they got to play, they got to beat Seattle, they got to beat the Cardinals, they got to beat the Browns, they got to beat the Ravens. And then they get a, a day off in homecoming with Dallas. But that's a divisional game. So I don't know if Daniel Jones is in there, if, they, if they're able to, to, to rattle off those wins anyway. I think they may fall one win short. When you look at Washington's schedule, I think Washington has two more wins in there, which puts them to six. I think the Giants' ceiling, um, barring some, some miraculous play, um, is really five. Um, and it's weird because as a, as a division – you have to ask yourself, do you really want to win this division, be one and done, get in the postseason, just say you made it? Yeah, it's great to put a, a banner on there, but I guarantee they're not going to put the record of the banner if, they, if, if either, either team in this division wins. Well, oh, the hey, hello. Looks like we may have just lost Bart. Bart, you with us? Yeah, I can hear you guys. You Keep can hear me? Oh, we lost, yeah. we lost you for a minute. Oh, my bad. I was going to say, you know, you got your new show no, that, and everything. You don't need no, us no more. I get no, no, it. No, 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 no. That was, that, was, that, was Tish, that was Tish and Woody cutting my signal. Like, he keeping it too Rizzo. You know what I'm saying? But when you, when, when, you, when, you think, when you think about it, right, you think about the fact that, you know, if you win this division, you maybe, maybe win the battle but lose the war, right? So you, you're talking about if you yeah. – uh, yeah. There you go again. Tish and Woody got a lot of money, man. Tish and Woody got a lot of money. They can do whatever they want. Bart, you back with us? What the heck wrong with Bart? Okay, looks like we lost him. He's referencing the ownership there, the Jets and the Giants, because Bart does keep it real. Hopefully we'll have him here in just a second. It sounds like, to my ear, Bart might be He's back. Bart, Bart be back. you back? Bro, I don't know. I can see y'all and I can Stop hear y'all. Stop it, Bart. Stop I doing think, what you're doing. I think, I think it's y'all's signal, man. What I'm saying is if they lose the division, you, know, you, you actually win. Whoever loses the division is going to have a top 10 pick, which is a valuable pick. Where if you lose, or if you win this division, you're going to drop down into the twenties. Yeah. All right, Bart. Let me ask you this: uh, This past Wednesday, we had Wednesday afternoon football. Yeah. What was your biggest takeaway between the Ravens and the Steelers? I mean, for me, the fact that this, the Ravens were continuing to be able to scrap with what they had is amazing. But you know, the fact that you know the, the Steelers are undefeated, but they're they're probably the most flawed undefeated team I've ever seen. <laughs> they play they play down to their competition. You know, Ben Roethlisberger isn't you know taking a risk anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, he's not really standing in that pocket and trying to throw the ball deep down the field and have these big explosive plays. So, I mean, Baltimore, you know, could have the lead right where they want him because everybody's down on them. They have no expectations. Last year when they had high expectations, they got bounced by the Titans. Now you have a team that is probably going to feel that's going to be 11-5 and five, but going to feel bad about themselves. 
they're going to be 11-5 and five and feel bad about themselves. We're talking about the Giants or the Eagles feeling great about themselves because they win a division. So going with no expectations, the Ravens are going to be a team that nobody wants to play when they get Calais Campbell back, when they get Lamar back, and they're a team that people don't want to, want to play because, yeah, they played down and, and the league has caught up to them, but they can turn that back on at any time. Where you look at the Steelers, the Steelers are going to have the pressure of being the favorite, and they're a flawed favorite team because they don't play with the consistency of a Kansas City. They don't play with the consistency of the Saints. They don't play with the consistency of the teams that we expect to be in the tournament long term. So clearly you haven't seen enough from them to make you believe they can beat Kansas City. So you answered that question without even really getting it posed to you. But let me ask you this question. And you've been a defensive player. You played for Rex Ryan, defensive-minded head coach. Is it, is, it, is it me? Am I reaching too far to think that the Arizona Cardinals – Four, four losses out of the five so far have been to defensive-minded head coaches. Say that again? Well, well you, you think about, you know, the fact that they lost Chandler Jones. And this was a team that, you know, sp- you know, Kyler Murray started playing well, right, and playing at an MVP level. But then he's come back to earth a little bit as the league is starting to catch up with them. And I think they can't close games out. They don't have that closer, that pass rusher in Chandler Jones, who was one of the best pass rushers in the last five years that nobody talked about. Um, and, you know, I said it before, I just didn't like the attitude of, of, of Kyler Murray because when he loses, I don't like the way he carries himself as the CEO of the team. And you know, I got a little backlash, but now that they're starting to lose some games well. that they're supposed to, you know, people are coming back and, you know, they won't say anything. Um, I think this team is a year away. I think they need to still get some pieces. I think they still need to develop, and, and, and Kyler needs to develop some more, and this defense is going to have to play much better. Simmons is, is, was a great pick, and he's starting to step up. But you talk about they're in one of the toughest divisions in all of football, and um, they're taking steps in the right direction, but I just think they're a year away. That they are. Bart and Han, Bart Scott, Allen Han, debuting January 5th, 2021, right here on ESPN Radio from noon to 2 Eastern. Of course, you can also hear it on ESPN+. Plus, and you can hear Bart on Get Up Later this morning. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brodies. <laughs> you got it. We'll see you soon. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer, changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. Bart joined us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Uh. And Jay Wright Villanova's head coach will do the same coming up in just about a half hour to talk about where he is, one of the most unique places in all of college basketball. We'll get into that at the top of the hour. We'll get into four downs, but first, a little sports center. Inbounds pass to Gamecocks, and the clock at three, and for the first time in 13 years, and the third time in school history, NC State has defeated the number one team in the land. Snapping the longest winning streak the South Carolina Gamecocks have ever had. It is a stunning final in Columbia. NC State 54, top-ranked South Carolina 46. And you heard it on Learfield IMG College, the Wolfpack over Dawn Staley's Gamecocks. Number one, South Carolina goes down, scoring sub-50. Got to give the Pack some credit. They're a top-ten team as well. Once again, more college hoops talk with Jay Wright coming up at the top of the hour. To the NFL, Seahawks wide receiver Josh Gordon has been conditionally, quote, conditionally reinstated 
for the final two weeks of the season. It's been so long since he's really contributed in a big way. You might not even remember, he's on the Seahawks right now. Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll made a big push to bring him aboard. He can begin practicing with the team on December 21st after their game in week 15. He was suspended in December of last year for violating the league's policies on performance-enhancing substances and substances of abuse. Troubled and talented. The only way to say it with that guy. Nick Saban back for number one, Alabama. That guy will be on the sideline, cleared of all the COVID-19 protocols. Remember, he had been diagnosed, said he had some mild symptoms, but he's good to go. He could return to activities today. The team will be on a flight on their way Saturday night to Death Valley to take on the defending champions who don't look anything like it. Alabama and LSU tomorrow night with Saban on the sideline. And SportsCenter is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Look, we all accidentally damage our phones. It happens. Now, Straight Talk Wireless' new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection, just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, data, and more. See mobile protect terms and conditions at assurion.com slash straight talk. Limitations and exclusions apply. And Four Downs is brought to you by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Let's get it. First down, Browns at Titans. This was interesting because here's a team at 8-3 sitting at the Browns, and they have an opportunity to go 9-3 and and continue to try and make the playoffs. But here on the other side, the Tennessee Titans are trying to do the same thing with means they're trying to win a division. A guy like Derrick Henry, 127-yard lead on his quest for the second straight rushing title. Only 12 players have won back-to-back rushing titles in 75 years, and 11 of those guys are in the National Football League Hall of Fame. Jay Will. As Diana Rossini said in our interview before, if they get, if the Titans get up, we will have to see what Baker Mayfield can do with his arm to get this team back in the game. We all know it's going to be a running game, but it's going to come down to the quarterback. This is Baker's time. Second down, Giants at Seahawks. This is one of those football games where you got to be careful if you're Seattle. You're overlooking the, the New York Giants. The Giants are trying to win a division, although Colt McCoy seems like he's going to have to take the reins away from Daniel Jones here for a little bit. Seattle has something to prove. Continue to build off of last week's victory. Make sure that you're doing the things that you're capable of doing. Continue to get the football to DK Metcalf. Allow him to continue to do what he's doing. Russell Wilson can continue to cook. Allow Case Carson to run the football. Dunlop to rush the passer. Involve Jamal Adams in the blitz game to scare Colt McCoy. We all know I'm a Giants fan. Let me think about this really hard. Seattle at home with playoff season line. Against a Colt McCoy, Giants, and and Saquon Barkley-less Giants team, I'm taking Seattle big. Third down, Eagles at Packers. Much like I said about the Uh Giants and the Seahawks, here's one for the (laughs) Packers. Don't fall asleep on the Eagles. Stay awake. And the reason I say that is because they're fighting for their lives. And if you take them lightly, you look up and you're down by 28 and you lose this football game at home in Lambeau. With all that being said, I don't think it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Aaron Rodgers coming off four TD passes. We're going to be watching two quarterbacks. We're going to say one's going in the opposite direction of the great one, and that is Carson Wentz versus Aaron Rodgers. Just get your popcorn ready. Fourth down, Rams at Cardinals. 
This could be the game of the week, depending on who you're asking. The Rams, 7-4, and four, are coming off a stinker. The Cardinals, 6-5, and five, flying all the way back from New England with a loss on their record. You got two quarterbacks out to prove something, and Kyler Murray, who needs to show that he can finally beat Sean McVay and the Rams. Sean McVay is 6-0 and oh against the Rams since taking over as the head coach. But then, as the Rams quarterback, Jared Goff, being questioned heavily throughout the media about his performance over the last couple weeks, the games that they have lost, Jared Goff have turned the ball over ridiculous. The Rams go as Jared Goff goes. They are 1-3 in three this season when Goff posts a total of a QBR below 50. 6-1 when he's above 50. They're saying it's the whole year. I'm always worried about Jared Goff, the $100 million guy, his inconsistency. But I will say this, that defense that the Rams have, they can keep Kyle Murray from going outside the pocket. I mean, I think he has double-digit batted-down passes this year because he's so small to see over the top of that defense. But I want to see Kyle Murray break out. Come on, Cardinals. Get the job done. Wake everybody else back up and make Key eat his words. Bonus down. Broncos at Chiefs. Not even thinking about the Broncos. Do they even have a quarterback? But I know the Kansas City Chiefs oh, has oh, a quarterback. If you have four oh, quarterbacks, oh, you have no quarterbacks. Is that, that is, what they used to say? That is correct. And I think when you look at the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs can clinch a playoff berth with the win against Denver in Kansas City. Wow. Can you believe that? The Chiefs have won 10 straight games against the Broncos. Dang. 10 straight? Patrick Mahomes is probably going to win the MVP when you look at it. The weapons that he has. I mean, there's no... What else can I talk about other than the Broncos are overmatched in this situation. The Chiefs should run away with this one. This game is kind of like a bye. I hate to be honest. It's a bye for the Chiefs. Stat this game. Is, get your yeah, stats up. Game, everybody, ex- these are the games you get paid a lot of money, Key. You go, get your oh, stats up. Me, yeah, let me get a couple touchdowns. But you got you to stay crisp, though. You got to make sure you're doing everything right. You can't be out there messing around because these type of teams that's desperate, you look up and anything could happen. I don't think it will. But you gotta, be, you you just gotta, gotta be careful. There's no doubt about it, and that is four slash five downs. With the bonus down, we should mention uh, the Broncos have lost ten straight games to the Chiefs. Drew Locke should be back. He's from Lee's Summit, Missouri, <laughs> right outside of Kansas City. So we'll see what happens on Sunday Night Football between those two. You think his mother's mentioned. going to the game? <laughs> oh, stop. no! I'm tweeted. serious. No, I'm stop. saying. No, I'm saying. Do you think Drew Locke's mom's going to go to the game? It's possible. Friendly. She's right there, yeah. close to it. The Kansas yeah. City people they're playing in Kansas City. If not, she'll be on social media. So. Indeed. She's allowed to. It's the mother, Jay. I didn't say there was anything Defend, wrong being defending, on social media. Defending her son for not wearing a mask. I get it. All right. So you fellas said there's look no chance. Look at Zubin. All right. Zubin. Let's right, move right, on. Right, I don't want to talk it. about that. Not touching don't, it. Don't touch that. Go back to sports. <laughs> hey. Hey. I mean, we thought it was gentle when you said, would you call my son Patrick not Pat, the other quarterback on Sunday, his mom a little more fiery than Patrick Mahomes' mom. She just wanted a name clarification. Well, Laura Locke wanted Passionate. a little something more. All right, so obviously this is going to be a blowout for the Chiefs. We all know that. But there are a couple of interesting games this weekend that we've really been talking about this morning, and that's what we want you to weigh in on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Essentially, who needs a win more? The Cardinals against the Rams, so Arizona or the Browns sitting at 8-3 and three against the Titans, who are 8-3. and three. Hit us up or on the Twitter feed, Key, J, and Z, and we will love to get your opinion. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Kevin Stefanski has done a great job in his first year as head coach of the Cleveland Browns, and he essentially said when a lot of coaches come in, it's all the cliches. My guys, 
culture. We've got to establish all of that. Stefanski was no different. The only difference, this Cleveland Browns coach that said all those things, he's actually backed it up. I don't think I came in here or any of our coaches came in here to change a culture. We just established our own, and we just kind of explained what we're about and what we believe in. And, and I think, to the players' credit, I think we have a bunch of guys that believe in the same things and then want to help the team any which way they can. So here's the point. Jay mentioned this earlier. I think it's really interesting. Could you give Kevin Stefanski serious consideration for Coach of the Year? And here's why I mention it. In a lot of other sports, the Coach of the Year, including in football, the Coach of the Year is always somebody that just exceeds expectations. If the Browns win 10 games, yeah, it's not as great as the Steelers winning 16 under Mike Tomlin. I get that. But we knew the Steelers were going to be good with the return of Ben Roethlisberger. We still didn't know what the Browns were going to be. So if they have their best season in 18 years, they make the playoffs for the first time in 18 years and snap the NFL's longest playoff drought, relative to expectations, who's done better? Well, it, it, are you are you sixteen and zero versus nine and seven, or is it sixteen and zero or fifteen and one versus ten and six? It, it's it's because at some point that gap is too much. Let's call let's call the Steelers fourteen and two. Let's call the Chiefs fifteen and one. Not perfect, right? So you take the perfect off the table. I understand sixteen and zero is sixteen and zero, but let's just say a couple stubs down the road, and both teams are fourteen fifteen win teams, and the Browns win ten games. Make the playoffs, shatter expectations. Then I, then they probably could at that point go to Kevin Stefanski. I don't have a vote, but that's what I would do. And just so Kevin Stefanski knows, coach, you change the culture, doing it your way, just so that he knows they may be doing it his way, but it's not the same as it was in the past. So therefore, it changed. I just want him to know that because he said they didn't come in trying to change the culture; they did it their way. Well, that's changing the culture. Fair. I mean, that's why I keep saying that this is a big boy game coming up. I mean, you, you look at this game, this will be their first pretty much signature win. They play the Ravens after that, then the Giants, the Jets, and now they play the Steelers, and we'll see where the Steelers are at the end of the day. I think Kevin Stefanski definitely is in the conversation. He's in the conversation. Mike Tomlin's probably the leader of that conversation right now. But let me ask you this question, and I don't remember exactly what the stat was, Zubin. What was the stat of um, teams that have won the Super Bowl – them turning around and winning the Super Bowl the following year. Yeah. It's something, something crazy about number of years that's happened, right? Yeah, particularly in the NFC with regards to losing the Super Bowl and then getting back. The last team to do that in the NFC, actually, believe it or not, you have to go into the hot tub time machine for that. The last team in the NFC to lose the Super Bowl, <clears throat> excuse me, and then get back was the Vikings, and that was in the 70s. And we yeah, were talking I, before. I was uh, still wearing diapers. <laughs> but in the AFC, what's really interesting when you think about what's going on in Cleveland, and I totally agree with you, obviously, if Tomlin goes 16-0, and I mean, you're in there with Don Shula, Bill Belichick yeah. territory, even though Shula obviously was 14-0 with the uh, truncated regular season back in the 70s before they went to 16 games. Totally would give it to Tomlin, but I do think you have to realize in many, many cases – exceeding expectations with maybe the worst franchise in the NFL. It's a two, it's a 2020 award, but there's no way you can't look at the Browns previous history when looking at Stefanski's work in 2020, even though he just joined the organization. Uh, I was going to say real quick, my point was going to be, and you said the NFC, I don't know where it is in the AFC, but like, when are we going to start talking about Andy Reid being in this conversation? I was going to hand you that water. <laughs> when are we going to start talking about Andy Reid? As as relates to coach of the year for what he, I mean, look. But is he ex, to his credit? <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to die here. You guys are going to do it the rest of the way. 
Is he exceeding expectations? No. When he says after a game, look, bro, I don't care what the score is. I got Patrick Mahomes. We're going to win this game. No. When you have that, your, your expectation is so high. Yeah, I agree. But it's still very hard to do what they're doing right now. They finish the season only losing one game. Yeah, but, Jay, you, he, he's got so much. The expectations of Cleveland was zero. No, I it understand. Was like and that's my point. And he came into a program that was basically a dumpster fire and turned it around, and they're on the brink of making the playoffs. And, you know, so it, it certainly would be if Mike Tomlin gets to 15-1, and 16-0, and they get a 10-plus win season, playoffs, it probably should go kind to of, Stefanski. It reminds me all the times LeBron didn't win MVP because we expect LeBron to do greatness every single day, and he just keeps exceeding those expectations. Right, when you set the bar that high – they got to give it to somebody else because you're consistently meeting it and exceeding it. I think my throat is telling me we need to go to a break. So, still on the way, will we see? Will we see a college football playoff contender lose this weekend because they don't have their coach on the sideline? Key and Jay will take it or shake it on that. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Simple, right? If you take it, you agree with it, shake it, we'll bag it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Time for Take It or Shake It, which is brought to you by Granger. Let's start with college football no Ryan Day dealing with COVID, Ohio State's head coach. Take it or shake it. Without Ryan Day, Ohio State will lose this weekend. They got Michigan State up next. Shake it. Shake, shake it. it. Did Alabama lose to Auburn when Nick Saban was at the crib? Crushed or Georgia, him. better yet, or whoever it was, crushed them. Right? So I don't see any fall off. Uh, Larry Johnson Sr. is taking over the head coaching duties. Everything's in place for Ohio State already. They kind of already game plan. All he has to do is make a few in-game decisions. And for the most part, they will the, – the talent level is so superior. They're not even close. I mean, it's – yeah, they should win this game. I mean, IU beat Michigan State 24-0. Uh, Zubin, you're fighting Scarlet Knights. Kind of, you know, dominate them by 11 points. I think Ohio State will be just fine. Indeed. And uh, for those of you old enough, Larry Johnson Jr., also pretty good. Take it or shake it. you say Larry Johnson? Well, not Grandma Ma. Lookalike? Oh, not Grandma oh, Ma. The other Larry Johnson. Keys look alike. Oh, no, gold no. tooth. You're talking Grandma Ma. I'm talking one of Penn State's greatest What, Key, if you backs. put a gold tooth on, you look just like LJ. What's the next one? <laughs> oh, it's NBA related. Grandma Ma. Here <laughs> we go. Look at that segue. Well done. Harden Wall. James Harden, John Wall. A better duo 
than James Harden, Russell Westbrook. So the new look Rockets, the old look Rockets. Take it or shake it. Harden Wall better than Harden Westbrook. Take it. Take, take it. it. Not convincingly, though. That was sort of a. Well, because it, it's kind of Westbrook and Hall are kind of the same. I just think that maybe uh, uh, John would John Wall would probably want to be more of a facilitator in this particular situation. Maybe. I mean, I don't really know what they plan on doing, and if Harden would even be there. I know they they're hoping and praying that he wants to stay, but it seems like clearly he still wants to get out. So, you know, I, I, I'd i take it for now, I guess. i take it if John Wall is healthy. I think John Wall is a better mid-range three-point shooter than Russell Westbrook, and Russell Westbrook, assist-wise, he does it by holding on to the ball more. John Wall is more – can, you can have more hockey assist with John Wall. He gives the ball up early more, which I think will be more conducive to how James plays. Doesn't mean James is going to stay because it'll be a better backcourt because they're still loaded in the West. Well said for noted Kings fan, Los Angeles Kings fan, Keyshawn Johnson. All right, back to the NBA. LeBron will win at least two more titles before the end of his deal. Let me just mention two-year extension. So he's now will be up at the end of 2022 2023. So that's the timeline. Two more titles for the Kings. Take it! Take it! Take it! Yes, take it, for sure. I think the Lakers will win two out of the next three championships with a back-to-back coming this year. I mean, it's safe to say if the Lakers don't win a championship this year, it will be a failed season. They are light years ahead of every other team in the NBA. You said they got exponentially better through free agency and obviously the signings of LeBron and AD to the five-year $190 million deal. Ravens right now, six and five, reeling off a loss a couple days ago. They are in ninth in the AFC playoff picture. Remember, seven teams make it this year. Take it or shake it. The Ravens will miss the playoffs. Ooh. Ooh. Take it. Take, Take it. 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 Ooh. A, lot of, a lot of questions coming out of Baltimore. They're questioning themselves a lot. I think that they will miss the playoffs this year. I think Cleveland takes their spot. Although Cleveland lost them week two of the season, got run out of the building. Mm-hmm. I just think Cleveland takes their spot. And Baltimore Ravens are right there. I mean, with the Cowboys, the Browns. I mean, that game against the Browns is going to be a great game to watch. It's going to be a great game to watch. I mean, they, they have a legit chance of doing it. I, I'm actually going to say shake it. I think they have found a way to bounce back. Okay, Baltimore has lost three in a row. Okay, sometimes you have to put the uh, quote-unquote here. So just bear with us, fellas. Here we go. Daniel Jones is the quote-unquote best quarterback in the NFC East. We are really devaluing this word right now. Daniel Jones is the quote-unquote best quarterback in the NFC East. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake, Shake it. it. Alex Smith is. Yes. No doubt. Yeah, Alex Smith's the best quarterback in the NFC. That is currently playing. Um, it, it, yeah, I, Daniel Jones has had some bright moments. He certainly has the team around him playing good football, not excellent football, but they're not. They're fighting. They're scrapping. But Alex Smith is, is the guy in terms of the best quarterback. The Giants had Alex Smith right now. They have – Nine, they have probably eight wins under their belt. With supplies and solutions for every industry, uh, Granger is always there to help. Go ahead with your answer. Sorry. Sorry, no worries. I was just going to say it's Alex Smith. Mark it down. I think the Washington football team is going to beat the Baltimore. Uh, is going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday. Okay, that'll be Monday, five p.m. Eastern, and then it's perfectly we'll have set up for it. The Bills and the 49ers on ESPN with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call crickgranger.com/slash/safety or just stop by. One word answer. Comeback Player of the Year, Smith. 
or Roethlisberger? Alex Smith. Uh, Alex Smith. He'll qualify with enough games. Alex Smith. The story is incredible. On the way, the story of one college basketball coach in a bubble with no escape. He's next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.